You're talking on your phone right now? Just on your regular phone mic? I'm on... I have my, my AirPods, but they're not doing the thing they're supposed to do. Hey Siri, turn on Linda's AirPods. Hey Siri, don't be so mean to me all the time. Activate Bluetooth. Engage. Alright, you know what? We're just going old school, holding the phone up to my head. Oh, dang. You know what? The audio quality might be better. Like, it's 1996. Yeah, but I think you sound better. The AirPods? You know, I'm sure. You know, I'm not going to say too much. I don't know how to, how to make these things, but it seems like the AirPod audio quality on calls is not that great. It's not good. And I, we probably lost all of our listeners. <laughs> no, we still have some people that are slogging through it. <laughs> I think it's charming. You know, it's like... Uh, there's um. You ever listen to like old tapes of people? Is that a thing you're? Yeah. In? I mean, it's a thing that I've I've heard. <laughs> I don't seek it out, but yes. I I have sought some out before because I was like, at some point years ago, I hit the bottom of podcasts and I was like, well, it's a podcast, you know, but just a recording of someone talking. I bet I can find old tapes of people talking that are interesting to me. I found a couple. I really like. Uh, there's a bunch of old Richard Feynman tapes. Ooh. Notorious physicist and I believe douchebag, but, but aren't they all? Yeah, pretty much. Well, maybe I'll just hold my phone from now on. Mm, that's gonna be a real trial. But you're, you're, you're gonna be able to do it because of your big, strong muscles. Because you're F45. <laughs> I know. Is no. that a new, uh, a new supersonic trendy workout? Who's to say? It's both. What isn't it? Uh, yeah, so this is the one and only workout fully endorsed by Mark Wahlberg. Oh, and is, is that where you found it when you were, uh, you know, on Mark Wahlberg's Instagram stories? Yeah. You slid into those DMs and you were like, yo, Mark, how'd you get, how'd you get those pecs, dog? And he was like, I'll give you a secret. And it's I'll this give you a chain. Secret. This company gave me a bunch of money to say F45. Yeah, it's a franchise. <laughs> it's a franchise? Yeah, it's a franchise. Mm, so you can just like pyramid scheme, baby. I know. That's what I'm saying. Can I go to my my little pyramid scheme for muscles? My um my former CrossFit gym, who I'm still on their email newsletter. I don't know why I haven't. I'm, I'm unsubscribed, but I, I get it like once every couple months. They don't send it very frequently. But they uh they broke with the CrossFit brand because apparently the CrossFit uh, chief chief crosser, whatever the hell his name is said some transphobic shit. And so the uh, the yeah. gym was like, fuck it, we're not a CrossFit gym anymore. Now we're just a, a muscle center anonymous. Well, the thing is, a lot of the gyms around here said the same thing. But then I went and looked at all their sites, and it still says CrossFit. So oh. I'm, I mean, I'm betting that's... Do you expect them to torpedo their SEO just because of... Uh, some that's what I was going to say. cancel these gyms, this cancel culture. <laughs> I was going to say, how depressing is it that they were like, we don't stand for that, so we're unaffiliating ourselves. But I mean, for the SEO. We're going to keep know? it in the meta keywords, though, because uh, that's how we get 95% of our paying traffic. Look at the conversion rate on people that Google CrossFit and find our gym's <laughs> website. <laughs> but anyways, I am legitimately having a hard time holding the phone up because of the workout <laughs> Well, you have to just lay down on the street then. I'm like, I have, I've done a thing where I, so I have a little tiny, uh, like desktop microphone stand. It's just like six inches tall. And so normally, Ooh, that's nice. normally I put it on a tabletop and I'm, you know, recording. 
But last time we recorded, I couldn't sit at a table for whatever reason. I needed privacy or something. And so I took yeah. it off the stand and I'm just holding this like, you know, whole mic with the boom and everything. And I just now I'm just I'm just lounging on the couch talking to you, holding my mic up. It's pretty great. Nice. I want the Britney Spears mic. I just want it on my head. Which is really what the AirPods are supposed to be. But Yeah. The AirPods are supposed need to be that quality. That. But Britney's got that quality though. The quality sucks. I think it'd be yeah. if you walked around, you know, uh, Brooklyn with just a, one of those really long, skinny, like, you know, Bob Barker microphones. Oh. <laughs> you just had like 18-inch pencil-thin microphone with a little, like, you know, fuzzy uh, ball on top, and you were just talking to me on the podcast. That would be great. Yeah. I would that would make that. me so happy, and everybody would think that I was doing some interview show. Maybe. And, like, avoiding me, because they're like, oh, God, please don't talk to me. That is a microphone designed for interviewing. But think of how much lower your hand can be with that long, long neck of that microphone. <laughs> it's so ergonomic. <laughs> What's the problem everyone says about microphones? Too you short. You have to hold your hands too high. Too short. <laughs> <laughs> now you can hold your hands even lower. Look, I've got my hand in my pocket. I'm still holding the microphone up. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. Oh, I've missed you too, Linda. Miss uh, talking about mundane shit with my friend. That's our exactly. love talking about That's it. Riffing on dumb bullshit. I have two gross things to talk about. Yes, that's our that's our that's our other love language. It's our love language. Um well the one gross thing is just the workout that I just did. And the How gross thing could that possibly be? Did you like poop your pants in the middle of it or something? No, the the gross thing is that I liked it a lot. Oh, well that's not gross. It's not gross to like a thing. That's fine. And you know what I liked the most about it? It was that Mark Wahlberg oh, endorses it. <laughs> that's the one thing. <laughs> uh, it was over so fast. Short workouts are good. It, it it's a forty five minute thing. They move you through like thirty workouts in that time. So you're like, ooh, new fun thing. Ooh, new fun thing. And the second it gets hard, so, they're like, don't worry about it. So it's just a workout for the like uh, the internet addicted age where it's like every 45 seconds you get to do a brand new thing for the first time. And then you get bored yeah. and immediately move on to now do crunches. Now do uh, star bursts. Now do uh, you yeah. know, this kettlebell swing or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was like do bent over rows. Do good mornings. Do overhead presses. Do sit-ups. Do... But not in the way that CrossFit does it. It's giving me flashbacks. Well, the way that CrossFit does it, it's like, do 6,000 push ups. (laughs) You know? It do be like that. And then you get to go to the next thing where you're going to do 300 bent over rows. And it's all about my most dreaded workout at CrossFit. I mean, I was there for like a year and a half, such that like I started to. There are like, you know, there's a pantheon of like a few dozen named workouts that pop up every couple months. Uh, and I started to like know them because I did them like three or four times over the course of my my time at CrossFit. And the one I always fucking dreaded the most was called Diane. Do you know the Diane workout Ooh. at CrossFit? I remember the name, but I don't remember the workout. Tell me. Uh, unless I'm getting the name wrong, this is the one that's just 150 wall balls as fast as you can, and it is yeah. god fucking awful. For people that don't know what a wall ball is, you take a you know a 15 pound medicine ball. You do a squat, and then you have to throw the medicine ball and bounce it off of a spot on the wall 10 feet off the ground, and then you catch it in a squat, and then you do that again. And it's like, just do 150 as fast as you can. Go faster. Bitch, do it. It's one of those workouts, like, very similar to the burpee that you do one or two, and you're like, oh, this is fun. I got this. And then after the four of them, you're like... Fun. You're like, I'm throwing a thing. There's some dexterity involved. I'm, like, getting yeah. good at bouncing it right. And then it's like, oh, God, this is awful. 
And then you're like in throw up territory. It's like, oh, I'm going to bomb. And then the next couple of days you go to sit on the toilet and you're just, you know, you can't. You're just, uh, you know, right. screaming in pain. You're a broken man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I liked it because it, it wasn't the like balls to the walls intensity. It was just like a good variety. I felt like I worked my whole body out. It wasn't boring. Uh, it wasn't douchey. They teamed me up with a nice lady who was like my age. Who's been there before, and she was cool, and it was just like, yeah. And then I, I really loved what I really loved, Andy, is that when it was time to leave, nobody tried to like talk me into anything. Oh, good, that's great. Yeah, they're just like, bye. You'd love to not be upsold. Yeah. Well, oh, great. Maybe. I think you uh, think you might make us a thing. Give us a give us a real college try for a couple months. See how it goes. Well, I paid for a one-week trial, which was like 20 bucks. That's and, a uh, very good price for a whole week, as many times as you want to go? Yeah. That's like the drop-in rate of my CrossFit gym was like $15 for one class. Yeah, exactly. I looked at the prices, and it was like you can do either a drop-in for $20, or you can do uh, a week for $20. But it's just because it's like your first week or whatever. Yeah, so I was like, well, yeah. Oh, so the future week rate would be a little more or whatever. Yeah, the future is probably going to be like, what, 300 a month or something? <laughs> so, but... yeah, who knows? That's how they get you. Yeah. But, um... well, that's exciting. Now, I, I know at the beginning of the pandemic, I, you know, you posted some things on Instagram of you doing kettlebell swings, and I know you've got yeah. your Peloton. How, in general, like, have you kept up with fitness over this, uh, this 14 months of hell? Um, I did like 200 something Peloton rides over the year. That's great. Which ain't bad. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so I felt like, like going back to like a real workout class, I could see like where I atrophied a lot. Um, <laughs> I think honestly, the two best things that I did were the like regular Peloton rides, which I wasn't going as hard as I would have if I was like in a real class and I was only doing like 30 minutes instead of 45 people and... looking at you. Right. But it still like is way better than zero. Um, and then that push up thing that I did halfway through the year where I, I did that, that yeah. like, that helped so much because I remember when I started it, a day was when you, when you ended at, I don't know a lot. It was stupid, but it, <laughs> like, but I, I still, I only ever got to the point where I could do like eight strict push ups, and then I'd have to like drop to my knees. But the, um, before I did that, I had like no push up left in me. Like the first like four months or six months or whatever of the pandemic, like I completely lost everything. So doing that uh, was great. And then I didn't like do push ups regularly after that. But like this, just now, I was able to knock out like like five That's in great. a row. So those are the main things. I did a couple like, oh, I tried to do like an online kettlebell class with like my old instructor, but it was just the saddest thing ever. I don't know. Something about those pandemic. do not translate to online. Yeah. There's like something about some of those pandemic activities that actually like drew more attention to the fact that we were alone and inside. And, and one of those <laughs> was a little man on your screen saying, swing, swing, swing. Yeah, exactly. And like trying to do small talk while his like, internet connection was getting interrupted uh yeah so you know uh not not the best but you kept up pretty well good job linda yeah and at this gym i had to show my vaccination card which i really liked so that was great i was gonna ask was it masked the whole workout today was the first time that they require did not require you to wear a mask wow that would be surreal i think to be indoors and doing a workout with people 
Yeah, maybe that's the real reason. I'm like, fuck yeah. Because they they did check. You got to see smiling faces. Yeah, they did get to check, or they did check every single person's vaccine. So then you're like, okay, well, I'm in a room with other only vaccinated people. So that feels good. Well, it's very exciting, Linda. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess guess you could say I'm feeling pretty (laughs) smart. The other gross thing is that I had a zit on my butt had did you did you kill it it died i i touched it and it it went and so i put a band so i put a band-aid on my butt because i was like i don't want this little buddy to get infected and uh uh, growing up of you yeah and then um when i was doing squats i could feel my pants pulling on the (laughs) band-aid now do you think your butt's going through puberty (laughs) yeah it is do you think your butt's body is changing yeah, I have your, butt, your butt is it. getting hair in places where it never had hair before. <laughs> uh, yep. Mm. My butt likes other butts now, and it doesn't know why. Oh man, just spent so much time thinking about other butts. This is yeah. so new. In ways that it didn't your used butt to. Used to just play Legos downstairs in the basement, but now. It's now it's about just. Our butts. Yeah, and it's being mean to those butts. The butts that it likes. It and, it's, and it's trying to watch scrambled butts kissing each other on the on the scrambled channels on the television. I think we just wrote like a whole Rick and Morty like sublayer. Ugh. Dimension. Do you like that show? <laughs> it's one of those things that when it You're came allowed out, to like it, even though I just see. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm curious I know. to know what your thoughts are because I don't well, think I've never. I've basically never. I've watched like two episodes. I like the show, and here's the thing about it: it's exactly like. Um, I don't know, like, veganism or CrossFit or, like, it's a thing that, like, the culture surrounding it is, like, way worse than the actual content itself. Uh, Like, the content's, like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, maybe I didn't watch any good episodes. The ones I saw, I was like, this is what people are into? Like, it's one of those things that I feel like it's appealing to some societal... It's appeal. It's humor is violating some social norms that a bunch of people seem to be like stuck in their brains and then seeing the violation of them is like uh, weirdly pleasing to them. And I just Mm -hmm. don't have that in my brain. I'm like, okay, a guy burped Uh, cool. Like, I I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But I think that the people who worked on it, like, I think one of the guys from like adventure time worked on it. And then there's that other dude, is it Dan Harmon or something? He did this, he did this thing when I was in college called the house of Cosby's. That was just so funny. Um, and this was obviously before we knew about Cosby's, uh, how he's horrible. Before publicly, before, before people cared about it, basically. Right, right. I mean, it was in like 2005 or six or something. I think those allegations have been out there basically forever, but it was not like in the news because no one cared. Oh, got it. So it was like somebody like filed a complaint and they were like, but he's Cosby. He's so funny. And he's got that show about being in a family. He's a family guy. He's a family man, Andy. He's a family guy. He's a family guy. (laughs) It all comes back around. Peter, get the pudding. (laughs) Why is pudding? Oh, I get it. Because Cosby. (laughs) Because Cosby. Peter, take off that weird sweater. Theo. That's Um, funny. Anyway, so you like the show. How much have you watched of it? Do you, you like, uh, you've seen all of it? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched it uh, since like 2014, 15, um, I think 2015. Is that when it came out? 
Yeah, because I remember wow. I liked this guy in San Francisco, and he was like, do you want to, like, watch Rick and Morty? And I was like... You want to watch Rick and Morty and chill? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, this guy just wants to watch this all night. Like, he just wanted... Well, he he's like, He just wanted to watch Rick and Morty for real. Yeah. I think we cuddled or something. But it was oh, like, nice. you know, you watch one episode, and you're like, huh? And then after, like, three or four, it's... Like, okay, I'm not enjoying this anymore. I need something else in my life. Yeah, I think I watched two episodes, and one I think was a, a notoriously good episode people love. It's the, uh, what's his name? Mr. Me Cheeks? Is that, oh, is that yeah, right? that one's that one's wild. I think, uh, so that one was shown to me on the context of like, oh, I know you're skeptical about this show, but watch this episode, it's great. And there were definitely funny parts, and there were also, most of it I was like kind of rolling my eyes. And that's another episode, I forget what it was. But I don't know. Mr. Me Seeks. Me Seeks. That's what it is. Not Me Cheeks. <laughs> yeah, it came out in 2013. I had on my mind. Um, Can you believe it came out in 2013? No, Linda. I can't believe that. I can't believe I'm going to be 33 soon. I can't believe anything. It's all wild. It's eight years old. Yeah, it doesn't feel that old. Man, a really cool person is walking through this park right now. Are you being sarcastic or are they actually? No, I'm like genuinely like so cool. How can you tell someone is cool from a distance? What are what are the signs to you? Um, he's dressed like Lenny Kravitz and he has a giant gray afro. Hmm, the gray afro did it. What dressed like Lenny Kravitz did not do it? I was like, that does not. Sound the hair. Cool. But yeah, the, big the gray hair. Afro. I just want I want gray hair so goddamn bad, Linda. But he's walking with his chest so out and his posture is so good that you're like, that guy has confidence. You know, I'm if he was dressed so... like Lenny Kravitz and he was like, I'm, I feel weird in my clothes, then not cool. But then he was all about like, how you carry it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you gonna say i was gonna say that i'm so jealous of people that have good posture oh yeah if i mean I could, you seem like you have good posture oh, no if i could snap my if i could snap my fingers and change anything about myself it would for sure be my posture are we gonna have big lumps on our backs when we're old oh for sure yeah are you kidding me we're not gonna have any yeah. wrists left they're gonna have to replace our wrists with like some mechanical automaton because of all the typing I can't wait to see the commercials for uh, robot wrists. <laughs> and it's like got people like, it got me back on my Call of Duty campaign. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like instead of old people <laughs> saying like, I can play with my grandkids again. They're like, once again, I can frag noobs in Fortnite, you know, <laughs> Fortnite 12 or whatever. Uh, okay, I have to talk about one other person that just walked in the park who has the opposite look but it is also very charming spill uh, tea. this is a danny mcbride look-alike with a giant Wait, red mullet danny mcbride is from uh like child Egan knights and uh righteous gemstones and oh, okay i think i know he's found down curly hair but he, yeah so this dude has a, a very red mullet that's mullets, curly mullets are not a good look yeah, think. but he's wearing this guy was wearing like sweat shorts and a tank top. Now that's and, what I would expect to see in Brooklyn, frankly. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate it. This guy also swagger, different kind of swagger. Committed to the bit, at least. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna do the bit, commit to the bit. I understand that. Walk around like whatever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, how's your week going? What day is it? Thursday? Is tomorrow Friday? It's Thursday and tomorrow's Friday. And Linda, I have tomorrow off from work. Ooh! That's right, girl. Ooh, I'm it off. Fancy. Yeah, we we're going camping this weekend. This weekend is Hillary's birthday, as well as 
<gasps> our dear neighbor friend's birthday, as well as my mother's birthday and my, oh my mother's birthday. Everybody oh was born on May 23rd in my life. How so, many presents have you bought? Um, let's talk. You want to talk presents? Let's talk, yeah, let's talk gifts. Oh, I don't know what to get my mother. She's going to hear this. Uh, I got to be very careful here. Gotta try Hi, to Mom. Play. I'll publish this after after her birthday. I have I have not figured that out yet. I'll figure that out soon. Uh, Hillary got some flower things, a flower subscription for her new, for her office when she goes back, which is in June. So she oh, that's very fresh sweet. Flowers at her office. And that's very sweet. And I don't buy anything from Uncle Mike or my neighbor, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the gift yeah. of togetherness. So we're going camping. This is the same group that we were supposed to go camping with months ago, if you'll recall, and then it snowed and we couldn't get up the mountain and it ruined my whole life. And I was so sad. <laughs> I Aww, had like a yes. depression from that weekend being ruined. Uh, and we kind of rescheduled for this weekend on account of it being their birthdays. And Got on it. account of they're not going to be snow on the ground. So, Well, that's fun. The weather's great. I spent the last couple hours making a, a bunch of breakfast burritos that I'm freezing so we can have breakfast burritos on demand. Oh my God. Oh my cabin. God. What a guy. Got some scallops planned, back-to-back -back birthday dinners, one for Tyler, one for Hillary. Wow. I love to care for my friends. It's great. It makes me feel good. You're so good at it, too. It oh, man. Way, it seems that way to you. Well, You've never tasted yeah. my god-awful breakfast burritos. Maybe they're <laughs> They have human shit in them. I, pack my, I, I used sawdust as a filler to, <laughs> for fiber. Just to make them seem full. Mm -hmm. I have... So I have to help plan a baby shower, which I'm really excited about, but I also am nervous about. Why are you nervous about it? Because you've never planned a baby shower before? I've never done it. And it's like, it's oh no. It's, it's no different than any other party. Okay. I'm, I'm going to need some pep talks on this one. Cause, You're going to do great. Oh. You know, you open up Pinterest.com and you immediately regret no, it. No, it's no. like. No, no, you don't do that. <laughs> you, you it's like Googling your symptoms. You don't want to do it. It's like, why don't you have a, a peacock and an ombre cake and a theme? Pinterest.com, <laughs> a.k.a. Did you even know this thing could be gendered? Turns out it can. <laughs> Turns out it can. <laughs> uh, is this a, you don't have to give any details, but is this a baby shower for a person of a similar values and. Absolutely. Like, like you, I can basically. Like somebody who. Yeah, I think I can like basically you. put myself in the mindset of like, what would, what would I want? do for me? Yeah. Um, so I, and the person that I'm planning it with is like so cool and not at all the type of person who would even suggest like a gendered weird, cool. whatever. So, so like, so like so the, men everything around it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I would assume so. That's what I like. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause like when I, when I hear the words baby shower, I'm just taken right back to Georgia where they all okay. happened at my parents' church. And it was like, only women yep and you would sit the mo mother to be up on like this little platform basically and like watch her open altar. things when, when it was a platform in a church it's called an altar linda yeah <laughs> and then she'd open the things and everyone would go oh and there'd be like a sheet cake from the grocery store and yeah so say, like yeah. congratulations getting knocked up debbie you had sex with a man. Unprotected. He done busted in you. <laughs> and we're only doing this because it happened under wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we would be so mad. <laughs> You'd be ousted from the church. <laughs> you would not be around here anymore. 
Yeah, just like planning into the party. You're going to do a great job. I think um, I think it's nice that those things to, uh, you know, it it's all ends up being very obviously baby-focused on account of being a baby shower. But I think yeah. there's also room to do stuff like for the parents just in recognition of the fact that their lives are going to change dramatically uh, yeah. without, like, being strictly baby shit. Like, do stuff for them, too, you know, that yeah. helps them make that transition. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I'm like, I'm really excited to give this friend just that. Like, hey, you have a bunch of people who love you a lot, and they want to give you some nice. It feels so good thing. to do that, Linda. So good. I need to focus on that stuff. Make it less about me. What if I made it all about me and my own insecurities? Well, you did say <laughs> when, you, when we first started talking about it, like I can just pretend it's me basically, and then plan the party that way, <laughs> and, and that'll be perfect. <laughs> Surely whatever you know what I, I would mean. want is what everyone else will want because I have perfect <laughs> taste. Well, it's, you know, a person with, like, a design background who is mostly androgynous and kind of a tomboy. And, yeah. Yeah. Not, she's obviously a different person. I, I know you know that, Linda. I'm playfully yeah. jibing you because of, yes. our, because of our fun, friendly dynamic. Yes. yes. Crocs are really making a comeback. I um I'm embarrassed at how much I love my dumb like I bought like probably like two or three years ago now these like rubber Birkenstock flip flops that oh I was yeah like, I was like I will just use these for gardening they're perfect gardening shoes I can hose them off and then like I will only use them for that I swear I still have respectability and you know <laughs> I still have a, a shred of of self esteem. And now I just yeah. wear them literally everywhere except for riding my bike because they are so It's great. They're great shoes. I wear the regular Birkenstocks like every day in the summer. Yeah. I wore them today. They're good. It's nice. a good shoe. Nice. On the, uh, here's, I have a question for you. On the topic of how good it feels to plan stuff for your friends to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. Something I've been wrestling with is maintaining that same enthusiasm, that same feeling when it comes to like doing stuff just within my relationship. Is this something you think about at all? Hmm. Like you and you and Hell Dog. Yes, that is who I'm in a relationship with. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Just making sure you weren't like no, because specifically my relationship with this person I work with. No, no, no. Or... I, mean, I mean my romantic relationship, my uh, my mirage. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's because like within the first couple years, you probably like used all your best ideas. Well, it's that, but it's also like we're we're around each other every single day, right? And so I feel like I feel like any attempt to make something more special just feels inherently more contrived and kind of cheeseball. Where it's like, yeah. where it's like I I never get to spend a weekend in the cabin with them with my neighbor friends, and so like we can go do this thing, and like anything I do, it's like oh, this is a fun weekend at the cabin thing, and so everything like kind of fits right and right. generosity in that context doesn't feel stilted but yeah i feel like doing those kinds of things for my wife which is the person i love the most and for whom i should be very excited to do those kinds of things i can't get as excited about it and she knows it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like we've talked about it before and uh, you know she struggles with similar things but it, i think it's hard to maintain that same kind of enthusiasm within your relationship because it's like well i mean i see you every day it's like you know like like what like am i gonna pretend like it's a special day when it's just another day in our lives you know yeah well i don't know i mean it depends i like to plan 
like activities and like little trips. So I really love being able to go to a special new place with my partner and get excited and like. Hillary likes us a lot too. She's big into trips. Yeah. My my only hesitation around that is that like, do you ever worry that you end up in this place where like the trip becomes a crutch and it's like now we need trips and that's the like place where our relationship thrives and not in like our everyday life? Is this too big a question? Should I back off? No, it's it's not too big a question because I talk to my therapist about this a lot because I'll be like, yeah, we had a really great time because we were out and uh, we were experiencing new things and there was no stress from work. And my therapist is kind of almost like, uh, yeah, I'll be proud of you when all that stuff happens and it's under the stress of work and it's under... <laughs> normal circumstances mm, like sounds like a very healthy relationship where uh, your therapist is, withhold, is withholding pride from you <laughs> and, and your goal is to make your therapist proud that sounds good he doesn't actually say that no, but that's the I vibe. Know again linda another it's another playful joke who's insecure today raise your hand oh everybody baby everybody, everybody. Um, but yeah so i talk i talk to my therapist about this one a lot because it's i, I tend to do the thing where i'm like i'm creating the perfect environment and I've thought about all of the things that the relationship has, and uh, I've designed everything around those things so that what's left is only the good stuff, and there will be no tension, and there will be no whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do that, and then I'm like, okay, now I need to start figuring out how to make those fun, good happen, good times happen. Well, yesterday, I felt like we kind of had it. It was so simple. We just went and played basketball, but I felt like, you know, I don't Shots play basketball. Hoops. Yeah, I don't know how to... I don't know how to shoot a hoop, but uh, I went and tried a thing that he likes, you know, and I think he appreciated that. And, and that's very generous of you. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe next time he'll do the same thing for me. But are you talking like for birthdays and anniversaries and stuff? No, I, I mean, that, that's exactly that? the kind of thing I mean, right? Like, I feel like figuring out. Here's what I mean. I. I have this like catch 22 and this is entirely in my own head and my own fucking problem that has nothing to do with Hillary. It could be anybody. It's just my own head problem, which is that what I want is for the happiest parts of my life and relationship to be the mundane parts, right? I don't want to live for vacations. I don't want to live for the special moments. I want the mundane things to be where the joy comes from. Right. But fundamentally, like, just saying you want that doesn't make it happen and just going about every single day of your life you know Hillary I've been married now for three years we've been together for like, like a couple days ago was the ninth anniversary of our first date we've been together for a long time wow and, yeah uh, and just living your life every day together doesn't result in those kinds of moments and so it's like I have this catch-22 where it's like I, I want the, the the good parts to be the parts that are effortless but that's not how relationships work you have to but don't you feel like that might you being a little bit like toxic positivity like the expectation that life is grand all the time and that everybody's happy all the time i don't think anybody could accuse me of being uh toxically positive there's a lot of flaws that i have i don't think one of them is uh thinking that everybody should be positive and happy all the time yeah i I just mean that like i i hate the feeling of planning a trip and being like this will be when we'll have fun and be happy together right? oh yeah right. totally it's, and it's that's like, why i'm always trying to like intersperse some fun right like I, I want the fun to be in little moments you know every day or whatever i don't want the fun yeah. to be concentrated in these things that we like build up for and so Sorry, i'm trying to get away from these barking children are they actually children that are barking yes 
<laughs> you know, sometimes, Linda, you, you see a kid and you're like, I just never want to have kids. And like, maybe it's when there's a whole herd of them barking at you like a dog. And you're like, that's yeah. not for me. It's two kids just running in a circle. They both have fake tails on and they're like seven. I don't know. Oh, they have tails on. Yeah. Little, and they're just like. Furies. Furies. They're doing. Little yeah, they're doing furries. a little. Yeah. Okay. I think I got away from them. So now I can actually hear you. Oh, good. I'm glad. I love to be heard. Makes me feel yeah. so validated. <laughs> so yes, you were saying. Oh, I was just saying that uh, you know I'm fundamentally broken, and uh, I want this ideal that is uh, near impossible to have. And uh, working yeah. for anything other than it feels, in some tiny little way, a little bit fake and contrived to me. And this is a demon that haunts me. Yeah, and I also think that this is where variety, uh, variety is the spice of life, Andy. Did you know that? Did you just make up that up? That's a great saying, Linda. I really did. Just I've been saying a it a lot. Variety lately. into your day. <laughs> it up but it's bit. true. It's true. And I think that uh, one time my dad said to me, like he worked at the same church for like thirty years, and uh, he said something about how. When every single day is the same, life goes by incredibly fast and faster and faster and faster. Boy, and you a, have what like a dark thing to say, Christ. Yeah, to your like high school student Jesus or Christ. whatever I was at the time. And so I, I don't know, it kind of stuck with me. Uh, maybe uh, I that can, has... I can see why, Linda. <laughs> and, I, and maybe that has something to do with the fact that I switch jobs every couple of years and I and make impulsive decisions. It's it's because I don't know every time. Uh, an unexpected thing happens uh, or you, you make a rash decision to break out of your normal mode. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's like you're squeezing a little bit more out of life. And that's why I like to do that. Yeah. That's why I like the like impromptu trip up north or basketball time or whatever. Yeah. Those are great things. So you should do those things with Hillary, because then it'll make your relationship nice. Uh, yep, you're right. You're just do it right. in the just do it in the boring days. Yeah. Do it in the day to day. Yep. And you know what? For yep. you, a spicy thing might be like you know what? I know I said I was gonna make. Uh, uh what were you gonna make tonight? Like quail eggs or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> to go with the quail eggs, I was gonna make asparagus. Yeah, and you're like, but you know what? Instead, what if I make green beans? Oh, oh shit! You can't then, keep it. I'm uh, dabbing. I'm dabbing ferociously. <laughs> Ferocious dabbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andy, did I tell you I got to go into my neighbor's house? No. I was very excited about it, and I want to tell you about it real quick before I get off the phone. Do it. I'm here to listen. Uh, that's it. I went into my neighbor's house. It was great. What? I mean, you're not going to give me any context or so. Why did you want to go into your neighbor's house? Just okay. Just so, the like, latent curiosity of what are other human beings living in their own little boxes in the city doing? What is their life yeah. like? Yeah. Uh, I over the pandemic, we've been getting to know our neighbors uh, across the street just by like sitting on stoops and stuff. Yeah. And they're super sweet, and they even traded sauces with Mark a few times some hot sauce and um yeah and uh whenever we see them they're like oh we can't wait to have you over sometime um and so they bought their house in 70s and uh they say that when they when they bought it they were both art teachers at sva and um they only had two hundred dollars left to their name when 
like in shambles but then over the years they've just slowly renovated it like room by room and so i was really excited to finally get to see it and so they had us over and it was so sweet oh it's beautiful so beautiful they sound very cool like oh you'd love the kitchen they have it they are so cool they have uh this huge skylight and they have all these like nudes that the guy who owns the house that he, that he drew over the years and he did like fashion illustration for a while. So some stuff that he did for like Vogue is on the walls, but it's like not all hoity toity and it's like very cute and sweet. And one of the things Andy that I almost cried when they told me the story and this is like what made me think of it when you're talking about you and Hillary and doing special things. There's this, she has this whole story about how, they went to France and hey Mary. Um, so they went to France and ate at this restaurant that like dogs were allowed to sit and like get their own food at. So it was like a really fancy restaurant, and uh, they looked around and there were these dogs like getting their own fancy plates of food. And so they were like, like what the heck? So they asked the waiter about it, and it was like this amazing night, and it was like one of the best nights of you know it's them being on a vacation, like you said. Um. But then for his uh, 70th birthday, she had somebody paint the scene at the restaurant with the dogs oh. eating on the floor. Oh. I know. And it's an oil painting of this dog just eating scraps of food off of this pristine tiled floor. And it was like dark oh, and moody so and beautiful. And as she was telling me the story, I was just like <laughs> tearing up. And I was like, oh, your love is so beautiful. Yeah. So it really felt good to connect with another human again and to see like the way another couple is, you know, been stuck in the house way long. Yeah. And it sounds like they're, uh, they're a different generation too. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to make intergenerational connections. Totally. Yeah. One thing I'm a little bit sad about our neighborhood is that, uh, you know, we moved in six plus years ago. And when we did, we were like pretty much the youngest couple in the whole neighborhood. And it wasn't particularly close. And in the intervening mm-hmm. years, every time a house has been sold and bought, it was bought by a couple like our age, such that right. the, couple, the neighborhood is getting younger and younger and younger. And I do kind of miss having that intergenerational connection. There's still a couple, yeah, there's still a couple uh, I mean, people left, but but for the most part, the yeah. is turning over. And I mean, it'll get there though, because like the thing is, right now, like so the people across the street, and the people next door, and some other people that I've met on the street, they all bought around the same time, like in the late '70s. And yeah, so, when you could afford I've, to buy the shock, shock. I'm like, oh, come, like I'm like the next wave, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll be your neighborhood in, like, however many years, 50 years, you'll be like, oh, you should have seen it when we bought it for X number of dollars. Yeah. Who knows? But who one knows? Of my, one of my secret dreams is to have a bunch of nude oil paintings decorating my house, and I can't decide if people would think it was creepy or not. I mean, there's only one way to find I, just, I know. I think figure painting is beautiful. I think the human body is beautiful. It's, like, one of the most interesting subjects of painting, I think. It is. I agree. Yeah. All right, Linda, your audio quality well, anyways, is getting a little bit choppy. Enjoy your uh, connection is getting a little bit messed up. I got all that story though. Oh, it you know why? Through. It's because it's I'm sitting on my uh, my front steps, and I, it was picking up Wi-Fi and then not picking up Wi-Fi. Mm, I see. That's why. 
Well, man, I'll never, never an episode without an audio problem. You do sound a lot better not on the AirPods. I, I hate to break it to you. I know it's going to be. Uh, I know it presents more work for you to hold that phone, but it does sound a lot better. Ooh, you know what we'll try next time? We'll try the wired headphones, and we'll try okay. that compared to holding it up to my head. And we'll see what we like best. Sounds great. And then after that, the long pencil stick mic. Long. The longest microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wear it around my belt. Exactly. And like, then... it, like it's a big telescope. <laughs> it's like a big pipe cleaner. It's bendy and you can like shape it. Yeah. And then it's got a microphone <laughs> on the end. Uh, All right, Linda. Well, really enjoy good. this beautiful evening. Thanks. You too, bud. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.